Agents of the program have arrived at the Olympian Hollowbeam Array under the guise of Department of Energy inspectors with the intent to discover a possible unnatural incursion within the facility. From the moment of their arrival, it became clear that something wasn't right at the facility, but so far, it seems the scientists and engineers are not involved in any sort of conspiracy. Whatever the unnatural forces surrounding the array may be acting without the knowledge of the researchers, agents continue to investigate and uncover darker secrets. It is now 1800 hours, 6 o'clock. You guys back in the computer room. Uh, did you want to continue uh, getting information from D? Yeah, I certainly would. Yeah, I could uh, start asking about some safety protocols from the doctor. Like if, if something would were to happen, what would be the uh, protocol of evacuation, for example? If the... Uh, just to see if everything is up to date and safe. Oh, if, if we have emergency, we're going to, uh, we have an evacuation route. We have security guard. They can, they call, uh, they call the front gate security guard that has outside line to the, to 911 and they call 911. They come okay, in. Okay. How, how do you communicate within the compound? Because, uh, there are no, Oh yes. We have local communication, uh, controls. We don't want this information to be hacked, so we have very close, close connection. It's just local. So, is it like a, a, a radio pad in the wall that you can talk into, or we have local phones? Speakers? It's a local intercom system. Mm -hmm. um, and as you're talking, and as you're kind of as uh, Agent Jameson is looking at D, D starts talking again. Uh, D says, "I have interpreted them." interpreted the signals into sounds for human ears to interpret. Would you like to review them and tell me whether they are clearer for you? Yes. Processing. Data transfer complete. As D starts playing this and you're seeing this pop up on the screen, I need both of you to make me a sanity check. I fail horribly. I <laughs> throw uh, 89. Okay, 88 would have been more horrible, trust me. Because that's a critical fail. Ooh, I barely pass. Okay, um, well, looks like uh, Brad Clark, you lose two sanity. Again, you can try and repress it or project it. And uh, same with you, uh, Jameson, you lose one point of sanity. All right, I'll just 
take that one on the chin. Yeah, same here. Yeah, hearing this, hearing these sounds awakens something inside of you. Something about it is extremely unsettling. The intervals, the the actual tone. D continues and says, uh, I will try to analyze and reinterpret the signals to in better fashion. I will notify you when that's ready. Very well. D, may I take a look at the interworkings of your operating system? My operating system is not relevant to this project. It's awfully standoffish for a computer. Um, I've reinterpreted the signals with more accuracy. Would you like to hear it? Not at this time. D, what is your primary function? My primary function is to analyze the data produced by the lasers in the array and interpret it for human ears to hear and human eyes to see. How do you process the data? Can you give me the specific equations? Sure. One moment. And just a bunch of gibberish is shown on the screens. Yeah, I have a 60 in mathematics, so whatever she'd spit out, I would in theory in be theory able to. you don't it's complete like th- some of these equations don't make any sense and shouldn't work d are you a quantum computer yes i'm a crystal quantum computer how do you process qubit information my internal processors use mathematical equations and functions to produce data and analyze the data is it the same equations that you showed me earlier there are some similar equations would you like to see them yes it shows you a bunch of gibberish on the screen. I have graphed the intervals and further refined the projections. Would you like to hear them? Not at this time. Well, that was an exercise in futility. Mr. Clark, I think we should be making our way through the rest of our inspection. Yeah, I, I do agree. Dr. Sang, it's much appreciated for your time. I, uh... I'm always curious about the up and up on the tech field, but apparently this is, as you said, far Oh, yes, yes, very much so. Well, thank you. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to do in the computer room? Yeah, actually. Can I use my burner phone and put it on record and set up, like, a a bug? Sure. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a combination of roles, correct? Like stealth. Electronics, microelectronics, etc. Um, et well, so Ying Feng knows that you're that you're there to inspect, so she's kind of giving you a little bit of space. So you don't need to be very stealthy if you want to set something up in there. I mean, you can you can you can be stealthy, but there's no need to roll stealth for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like her to not see that I'm planting a bug in their in their tech lab. Yeah, for sure. She's she's giving you space. She's not even going to notice. There's no there's no real need to roll if you have even a cursory amount of stealth then yeah i'm just kind of like trying to try to plant the phone like is there like a space in the desk underneath where d is located there's a lot of space there's paperwork there's uh there's that big desk where all the monitors are um you can set it pretty much in any place like that where it won't be found. yeah i'm just gonna try to like set it underneath a, a stack of papers so that it looks mm-hmm. kind of inconspicuous and then just put the burner phone on record okay Where are you guys headed, including Malakoff? I'm going to be guided by Evan back into the facility. Um, uh, to um, so I'm curious to see what's um, controlling the lasers and the mirror. He keeps going on about the supercomputer and uh, 
so I, I don't know anything about that yet. Yep. So um, on your way back, you notice there's a uh, there's a gasoline powered generator that's attached to the main building. On the back, it's basically facing where the atrium is. As, as you're heading on your way back, you notice that. Um, yeah. Interesting. All right, so you guys make your way back inside, and you notice that uh, Brad Clark and Lars Jameson are coming out of the lab, and uh, all of you kind of meet in the hallway. I assume everything was clear out in the uh, out in the atrium. Well, from what we could uh, inspect, Evan was. Uh uh, Evan advised us, advised me that uh, we need uh, to set up a clean, clean room facility to inspect the lasers, uh, and that they're using xenon lasers, uh, which is um, the setup is uh, most unusual. And I raised my eyebrow towards um, the agents. What have you discovered with this uh, computer that uh, I understand is controlling a lot of the reporting? Yeah, it seems as though the the lab itself is within uh, is within necessary parameters and guidelines. So, not much to to say about the laboratory itself. Um, it sounds like the atrium is in functioning order, however, despite its strange technology. From what I could in, uh, investigate. Um there's a, there's happens to be a, a generator attached to the building as well, um, a diesel generator. I'm not sure um, that was um, clear in the specs, seeing as it's already attached to the grid by an industrial um, a power cable. Were they expecting uh, power cuts? That's just in case there's a power outage. Then we can generate power to continue to. Uh to keep D online. Has D ever been offline? Um, no, not since it was brought in here for us. Okay. Did you happen to take a look at the splitter? Uh, just the atrium and uh, was, wasn't able to gain access to the mirrors, um, which was... Uh, is that right, Evan? The mirrors are housed in the splitter? Uh, yes, they're housed in there and you'll need a clean room, uh, which takes an hour to set up. Uh, this is to ensure that there's no particles from the outside world that get uh, that can contaminate contaminate the mirrors. And then what about the terminals themselves? I'm assuming that's what the uh, where portions of the array are housed as well, or is it just in the atrium? Yeah, the atrium is where the lasers are. The terminals are where the mirrors are. Ah, okay. And then the splitter is where they all meet together. Gotcha. Okay. Seems as though that that would be that would be all right. Um, Tell me, Evan, as far as this power outage goes, I know that you said that it was probably external, but how would you how would you describe the outage itself? Oh well, uh, it was a it was a flash of a flash of light, uh, like it crackled like thunder. Um, yeah, it was a, it was pretty powerful. It sounded very powerful. And uh, Dr. Takagawa wasn't feeling well afterwards, probably because of the noise. Uh, so he, you know, he's he's sitting in the break room, uh, just uh, kind of gathering his gathering his breath and such. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a thunderous crackle and a bright light. You said you said that the array uses lasers, xenon lasers. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you guys immediately realized that then there should have been no sounds of thunder that sounds really strange 
for a power surge to have a crackling like thunder. So, Dr. Kozik, he said that there was a, a lightning sound? That doesn't sound typical with a power surge. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a power surge. It was a crackle. And, and where were you at the time of the power surge? Were you in the atrium? Uh, I was just outside the atrium, and Dr. Uh, Takagawa was inside the atrium. And, well, I think he probably heard the louder the louder sound because he wasn't feeling well. I'm assuming that you, you have enough concrete around the actual laser itself so that the gamma rays don't spill over into the, excuse me, into the surrounding area. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... There's no need to fear any kind of gamma radiation or anything of the sort. Mm-hmm. And you said that the facility was constructed a couple of years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what can you tell me about your employer, uh, Olympian Advanced? Oh, well, they, I know they've been very generous with this project. Uh, they provided a lot of the advanced technologies that you guys see here now. And, uh, well... They got some brilliant minds, brilliant, just absolutely brilliant minds working on this. Dr. Takagawa himself is a top engineer in his field, and uh, of course the physicists all are very, very intelligent individuals. And you said Takagawa wasn't feeling well. That's Oh yeah, he's in the break room. He's just resting. It's probably just stress because he probably thought they were going to, you know, the power surge might have damaged the the array and set set us back several months or years, but... uh, you know, you know how stressful these uh, these intelligent uh, types get. Mm. Yes, I do. I feel much of the same stress sometimes. Well, um, would you mind leading us into the break room so that we could have a conversation with them? I have a couple of questions I'd oh, like to yeah, ask. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's it's right in here. So he takes you into the into the break room. There's a tables and chairs it's a standard break room there's vending machines and stuff and uh dr takagawa is is sitting on one of the chairs with his head kind of just on the table laying down like someone laid him down that way he doesn't have his hands under his head or anything of the sort does he look ill um what is your first aid Uh, good question probably base i think it's base so do i notice anything I have a first aid of 50. So JP, with your first aid, you can kind of get more information than, than the other guys. Uh, he's he's unconscious, but you know, after you take his you, you take his vitals, you take his breath, the way he's breathing and everything, it's like he is conscious, but he's clearly unconscious. Uh, does it uh, resemble like a epileptic seizure where? You're like um, awake, but having a seizure. In a way, but he's not exhibiting any signs of, of having a seizure. Uh, it, it's a form of epilepsy where you are like awake, but you're not registering anything. So you're like not here, but awake. Well, absent seizure. Yeah, absent seizure. Oh, is that a thing? Yep. yep, that's a that's describes exactly what this seems like sounds like this man needs medical attention if that's the case he's fine he's he's just very stressed out um i'm gonna i'm gonna step into the lab and see if they've uh if they need any of my help here for now uh call me over uh if he wakes up or anything okay well do you mind if i go with you yeah. i think i'll stay here to watch over him uh, this this doesn't look any any way normal mr clark do you think we can uh 
wake this gentleman up? Uh, I think if if it's an absent seizure, you can't can't wake wake him up. It's a malfunction in the brain, basically. Your your like brain is not registering anything. So uh, it, it, if he snaps out of it, then uh, he snaps out of it, but you can't force him awake. As far as you know, he's been like this since the pulse, which was 3.30. It is 6 o'clock, or closer to 6.30 okay. now. Okay, yeah. Um, I think uh, this guy needs uh, immediate medical attention. I'll, um, I'll go and get security. Yeah, I'll go, go to the uh, security hut outside the front door. I'll go... Miss, Miss Henson, um, I think one of the... Uh, Dr... Takagawa needs uh, medical attention. Does he? He told me he was just—he was just not feeling well because of you know the loud sounds he heard after the power surge. My, my associate, my associate believes he's having a absence seizure. Um, okay, let me let me call the front now. Uh, one thing that you're th- that you're thinking, uh, bringing medical personnel in here is bringing another another factor into this operation. Mm. Um, so uh, I think we need to get him off the premises, uh, Miss Henson. Um, if we can get him to the front gate, so that uh, he can be um, get get promptly seen by medical services. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, let me get the uh, let me get one of the guys uh, to come out here and. Uh, or you know what? He can't leave his post. Let me have Kozak uh, drive him. I'll help you carry him into a vehicle. Nate, you see, as you're going to the lab, you and Kozak are going in there. A security guard comes running in and says, Kozak, we need your help over here. And uh, he stops. Oh, okay. And he turns around and goes back to the security guard. So she tells Kozak that uh, they need to take Takagawa to the front guard gate and call emergency services. Uh, Kozak agrees. Uh, you guys carry him outside into a vehicle where Kozak then drives him drives away. And uh, before he leaves, Kozak says, "He's fine. He's just resting. Just, just, just get him some help. Uh, remember what we said about keeping people safe." Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Nate, during that time, what were you doing? Well, since it was just Kozak that was being called to help Takagawa, I guess I would go back into the lab. Is anyone in the lab when I get there? Uh, Yingfei is there, still just kind of gathering data, you know, kind of keeping an eye on things. Apologies, didn't mean to disturb you again. I think I accidentally misplaced my phone Oh, in what, here. was someone hurt out there? I don't think it's an emergency. It's nothing to worry about. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so if you're going to try and gather your phone, there's, um, you know, you gather your phone, it's exactly where you left it. Does it look like... Dr. Sang has, like, noticed it at all? Like, does it look like the papers above it were moved no, around or anything like that? Okay. All right, then I'll, you know, just kind of slide it into my pocket when she's not looking and hit the stop button. <laughs> okay. Oh, de-analyze de- some more information. You've been playing, playing it for me. Oh, interesting. Really, really interesting data. Right, can I use what little human's intelligence I have to kind of get a 
to get a sense of her mental state? Does it appear to have changed at all? Nothing nothing different that you could gather. Okay. Um, you said that there was new new readings. Was it in the form of sound again? Or yeah, it, it did. It did some more. I, I it wanted. It said it refined, and I said, "Yeah, play for me." Just a sound music almost. Did it sound different in the first reading that we had heard? It sounded more complex. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, apparently this is beyond my capability, so I'll leave you to it. Leave you to it, Doctor Sang. Uh, seems like we'll be heading out fairly shortly yeah, here. Yeah, of course. Um, so as you come back out to the hallway, it's now right around 6.45-ish. And the security guard comes in and uh, says, Can you come outside? i got to talk to you guys for a moment. Um, what is this about? Uh, Takagawa woke up. How did you learn of this information? Well, he was at the front gate waiting for the emergency personnel, and they were checking him out. Uh, at first, uh, apparently their vitals were, were fine, and his breathing was fine, and then he just woke up. That's odd. Okay. Yeah, and as you're saying that to yeah. her, uh, you see the vehicle driving in with Kozak and Takagawa, who is now awake pull up into the parking spot. Is he... And he looks fine now? Uh, from far away, yeah. Um, JP, what's your... What's your first aid skill at? Uh, it's 50. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he looks... He looks... Fine. He's showing no signs of concussion or neurological damage. Uh, seems to be... Have his balance and everything. Uh, and then he... Does he have any, like, nervous twitch or, like, uh, in compulsive movement, like, uh, shaking hand? Nothing of the or, sort. Okay. Uh, but when he walks up to you, um, he says, You're here for inspection. Is that right? Yes, we're here for the inspection. Hmm. That's what they told me in the front. Oh, that was... That was rough. That was that was very rough. Um, well, if if y'all don't mind, I've, I'm still a little woozy. Um, I'd like to I'd like to go to the bathroom for a moment. But before you do, uh, Doctor, could you could you tell us what what happened before you blacked out? I I couldn't tell you. We were working on the array. I was inside, and we had some kind of power surge, I guess, and, well, the next thing I remember, I'm waking up at the guard gate with the paramedics on top of me, checking my pulse. And you don't feel quite so good right now. I just, I really gotta use the bathroom, and, uh, well... Alright, well... I I mean, I guess I feel okay. Christian, there's no need to keep the man from waiting, so... Whatever he has to, to offer it as far as our inspection goes, it can wait at least a couple minutes. He just starts heading to the bathroom. And as as he's walking towards the bathroom, uh, JP, you notice, like, his balance is starting to get a little off again. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe somebody should uh, accompany him because he doesn't look like he is stable yet. He might lapse again. 
Why don't you go, Mr. Clark? You seem to be a regular... Sure, I'll, I'll follow him to the bathroom. All right, so you fall into the bathroom. Uh, the rest of you are standing out there, and you see, um, you guys see a guy uh, come out of the uh, researcher's office, and he is a kind of fat Caucasian man with salt and pepper beard and thinning hair. And he says, Is everything all right down there? Uh, Dr. Black. Yes. We've been wanting to catch up with you uh, on the on the facility. We're here for the inspection. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, come to my office, and we'll uh, we'll have whatever discussion needs to be had there. Okay. Is everything all right? Heard some commotion. Yeah, Doctor Takakawa hasn't been uh, feeling too well, uh, and uh, one of uh, one of the inspections associate associate uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, we had arranged some medical attention, but uh, yeah, I hope he's okay. Mm, yeah, I hope so too. Well, he, he seemed to be well. Walking on his own, so I, that's a good sign, I guess. It is now 1700 hours. Uh, JP, uh, Brad Clark, you follow Dr. Takagawa into the bathroom. He stands at the urinal and begins urinating, and he starts, like, swaying, and he holds himself up against the wall, and he's like, oh, oh. Yeah, I'll uh, walk, like, a couple of me, uh, meters away behind. You notice as you get closer, there's some uh, spatter, urine spatter on the wall, uh, and it begins to glow faintly. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm taking a couple of steps back. And he's like, uh, and as you see, his urine stream that's coming out of him is glowing faintly. And then he finishes, and he kind of holds himself up, and then turns around, and he's like, oh, I must still be woozy. And as he's talking, his saliva is kind of glowing slightly. And he goes to wash his hands. He just, his eyes turn white, and he's, he's, completely goes into a panic. Ah, my eyes, everything's going dark. You guys, um are in Dr. Black's office and you sit down for uh, the discussion with him. So, uh, what what questions can I answer for you? He looks visibly startled, by the way. Yeah. What's what's been what's what's happening here, uh, Dr. Black? Uh, thing things lots of strange things have been happening in the past since since this array went online. Yeah, funny you say that. <laughs> I, I swear I've met you before. It's uh, Anyways, um, strange events. You mean the power surge from earlier? Yeah, and uh, Dr. Takagawa, um, 
is uh, and and the uh, the array technology that is something that I've never seen before. Yeah. Well, uh, the power search you say it's unusual, but it's not really anything unusual. Um, maybe it's just a bad transformer or something, but um, yeah. <laughs> The array itself, I mean, it's advanced technology. What else do you expect from that? I don't expect you to understand. And he just keeps tapping like that. You notice that, uh, Dr. Malkoff. Mm. He's tapping. Is, is that the same tapping from the sound clip that I heard? You did. Well, Malakoff wasn't there, but uh, it is the... But I would, I would recognize it's it. It's the same... Yeah, it's the same pattern. That's odd. That's really odd. Um, I'm not gonna like say anything publicly, mm-hmm. so, or like try to like make a face about it or anything. So he just keeps tapping his fingers with that. Uh, Malakov, you don't you don't notice because you haven't heard that before. Mm. Um, but one thing you do notice, uh, Doctor Malakov, th- there seems to be more that he's not telling you. Okay, Doctor Black. Uh you know, is this is this something that you're not telling us? <laughs> well, um, do you have persuade skill? Uh, I do. Uh, it's not super strong, but it's uh, I think it's twenty. Uh, it's forty-one actually. It's quite good. Forty-one. Okay. I have a persuade of sixty. Oh, oh well. Yeah, then you guys are able to convince him. Well, um, yeah, the the power surge. Um, well, it was more like a blue-white light. And it wasn't really just coming from the array or the, you know, the, the places where a power source would be. It seemed to emanate from everywhere at once. And then when it hit, it was, I felt like these sensations, these confusing sensations. It was like being pulled apart from myself and like... Seeing myself back and then in the feet, oh, uh, mm, uh, it was more like, um, it was sounds like a Star Trek episode. It was, uh, uh, I can't explain it, it was different, it was a different feeling, and he's visibly getting stressed by it. JP, so are you carrying Dr. Takagawa? Uh, is, is he like uh, fallen down? He he cannot keep his balance now and he can't see. Okay, so I'll um, go behind him and uh, kick his legs from under him, but I'll grab her uh, his uh, like armpits to drag him out of the bathroom. So you're you start dragging him out. You guys, uh, are you coming out, or are you going to stay talking to Doctor Black? I'm going. I'm actually going to uh, walk out and go to the engineer's office, just down the corridor. Doctor Black's clearly crazy. Doctor uh, Takanawa's uh, going crazy. I want to go and see what, if there's anything in his office or to. Uh, you know, we we got to try and stop whatever's happening here. It's clearly clearly not meant to be happening. Nate, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to follow Malakov out of the 
out of the research office. And when I get a second, I'm going to pull him and Brad aside and play the recording. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, and as you guys are getting up, uh, what are your search skills? Uh, not JP, just the other two. Uh, I have a search of 40. Mine's base 20. Agent Jameson, you notice some uh, sticky notes kind of like in the trash bin with some handwriting and one of them has something scratched off. And you also notice, uh, what, what are your occult skills? Uh, 20. I have a 30. Both of you notice some strange books, you know, in, uh, behind his desk. Uh, more like occult and mysticism related stuff. But anyway, so you... Um, We'll start with. We knew we'll, it was a bit of a. Loop. We'll start with JP. You're screaming for help. Uh, you see Doctor Malikoff come out and go right into the engineer's office. <laughs> he doesn't even stop to help you, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stop just, and help. Uh, look around if there's any uh, other facility personnel to come and restrain the uh, crazed doctor. Um, and he's just going, "My eyes, my eyes." Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, after I've dragged him out, I'll just lay him on the floor and keep him down, so that in the hallway. Can, yeah, in the hallway floor. Just keep him. At down. least put him in like the couch in the main entryway. Um. So you lie him down, and he's just like, ah, ah, ah. Um, Doctor um, Malikoff, you're at the engineer's office. Uh, there's basically, uh couple of desks and a bunch of paperwork and such um there seems to be a few computers um but uh, they're not they're not really they're like on power saver mode nothing interesting no no recent uh findings or anything um no information uh just some generic paperwork uh regarding the array and the calibration settings and things like that uh logs for you know their maintenance and calibration logs for entry into the into the actual array itself, mm -hmm. but nothing that really stands out at all. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I leave the office and uh, I guess I check the. Uh, I just I'm just I'm just gonna just keep checking the rooms. I go to the closet next. Okay. Uh, it's just a standard, you know, maintenance closet. There's uh, cleaning supplies and a couple of tools and things like that. Um, at this point, uh, Campbell comes out of her office and um, and says, "Hey, what's going on out there?" Uh, Nate, you were speaking with Doctor Black, but then you decided to help JP with Doctor Takagawa. Correct. Yep. Okay. So you stopped playing the recording. You never got to do that. I never got the okay. chance to do that. Got it. All right, so uh, JP and Nate, you guys are kind of taking care of of Dr. Takagawa. He's on the ground. And then uh, and then he, he just comes comes back, too, and he's, and he's like, I can see now. I can see now. Uh, is his eyes still glazed over? or um, He's just been rubbing them, so they're a little red, but he's, they're back to normal, and he's not glowing anymore. Okay, well, I'll, I, I let him uh, sit up from the floor. Hey, man, take me to a hospital or something. This is, this, 
something weird. Yeah. Is there like a intercom nearby to call the security guys to take him uh, to the gate again? Yeah, um, you can take him to the to the security hut. Um, but remember, these strange things that he is experiencing could be stuff you don't want to get out. Yeah, uh, I think you need to go lie down. So we'll see if we can get some medical help for you later, but. For now, I think the couch would be a good place for you to uh, crash for a moment while we get help. Yeah, I, I do need some rest. Um, I'm going to give it 20 minutes, man. 20 minutes, and and then I'm, I'm going to say, call my family, take me to the hospital, yeah, something. Uh, I'll escort him to the couch in the main entry, and then get uh, tell him to stay put, and uh, then go back to Agent Jameson. All right. Um so the two of you are just watching Dr. Campbell and Dr. Black as they're coming towards you. What's happened? What's happened to him? It appears he had some sort of absent seizure or something along those lines. Is that right, Mr. Clark? Yeah, uh, uh, at first, but this this wasn't the same thing. I think he's suffering from some kind of uh, condition that's uh, new to me. Uh, I think uh, does the array emit any kind of radiation when it's uh, active? No, no, no radiation and medical conditions he, he doesn't have any Yeah, this is uh, quite strange but I I think uh, he'll go lay down for a bit and uh, we'll figure it out in the meantime but for now there should be maybe one Person looking over. Um, send him to the front gate and have the have the paramedics help him out. We've got things to do here. Kozak can take care of his duties at the array, and uh, Doctor Black says, mm. "Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. He probably needs medical attention." Uh, I'm gonna kind of nudge Mr. Clark and kind of point my head towards the the exit. Yeah, I'll follow the lead. Okay. Uh, is Malakov in the hallway? I'm still in the closet. Um, there's, there's a. Uh, is that a back door on there? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it leads outdoors. Yeah. Was the generator in a cage, or was it just open, or what? What was going on with the generator? Um, it's just open. The, the facility is secure enough that uh, you know, uh, if they need to refill the fuel they can access it fairly easily. Is there any tools in this closet, did you say? Regular cleaning tools as well as, you know, handyman tools. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been pretty spooked by Evan and, and uh, Dr. Um, Takigawa, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about this whole setup. I, I think that generator needs to be sabotaged. It's just, it's just got it in his head that that has to happen. So, um, I'm going to look for something in the in here to um, to sabotage the generator and uh, try and go out the back door of the closet there. So I mean, you can you can grab some tools and such. And uh, how do you plan on sabotaging it? Like releasing the fuel from it? Yeah, just um, disconnect some of the, uh, the the simplest thing. Disconnect some of the connectors, and then, and maybe even puncture the fuel tank. Uh, 
to the generator just so that uh, it can't be maintained. In this case, um, you know there are security cameras out, all around the building. Ah, so yeah. I'll need a search or a, uh, not search, a stealth roll if you're going to be doing this. Um, well, I might, um, I might pocket the tools then um, until I can be sure that uh, I'm not going to be watched. So I'll just, I'll just pocket anything. That's that's my intention. So is there anything in the closet that might help me do that? I'm um, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, something that you can use that that will be able to do what yeah. you're. What okay. You're so I'll, I'll I'll pocket some some tools that'll help me do that, and then uh, I'll go back into the corridor. Does he see us, like, leaving as he's doing that? Yeah, so he sees you guys, yeah. Okay, I, I'm going to, like, kind of signal to him to meet us outside then. Okay, I'll, I'll follow them. All right. Which way? Are you going out the front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back, back to our van, and I'll go inside the van and grab the Geiger counter and some of the other equipment as well. Agent Jameson, Agent Clark, this uh, this facility clearly needs to be shut down. Um, there's something very odd is happening here. What did you make of that supercomputer? Well, from my understanding of it, there is no possible way that that machine is functioning, but yet there it is. What's so strange about it is that there's no means of storing the data, and there's no means of cooling off a machine that would require so much power. Do you think it's related to that uh, Air Force technology? I certainly think it's a possibility, but even the Air Force doesn't have quantum quantum computing of that that caliber. Mm. In Air Force technology, you would still need a place to store the data. Like, there's no, there's no logical explanation for any of that. The staff are clearly enamored by whatever the computer's been telling them, and I, whatever, whatever the source of information, even if it's connected to some other charlatan on the other end. I think, I think we need to shut down its, uh, its function. Well, speaking of what the computer has been telling them, I managed to record an audio file of the data that it's been spewing to them. Well, forgive me, if it's going to have the same effect that it's had on Dr. Takanawa, I don't particularly think we need to entertain it for ourselves. I've already heard it once when we were we were inspecting the lab in the first place. It's odd. It's It's very similar to that tapping that Dr. Black was was doing in his office. Even more evidence that this is something insidious. Why don't we why don't we take some some Geiger readings around the facility and see if what Mr. Clark was mentioning is factual. Yeah, and I, I think I'll need to uh, borrow the Geiger counter and go to the bathroom and check something out. Well there's there's three about in the van, so why don't we each take one? Okay, I'll grab one and. Yeah, I'm gonna to go the towards the atrium. I'm gonna go to the security cut, hut, security hut, um, and uh, just say that I'm gonna do a sweep of the building. Um, and while I'm there, I'm gonna check where the cameras are, 
I'm pointing around the main building. Your search skill is 20, you said, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you can see the... You can see all spot where all the cameras are placed. You you kind of know where you can go. It'll take a little bit of stealth, but you you kind of know where you can go to to not be seen and try to disable this uh, generator. And uh, where is Brad Clark going? Uh, I'm heading into the bathroom to check if the glowing urine is uh, radioactive. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the glowing urine, it seems like it should be registering on the, on the Geiger counter, but, uh, the Geiger counter is not picking up any radiation from it. Okay. After that, uh, I'll check the doc- doctor on, uh, if he's still on the couch and also I'll do a quick sweep of him with the uh, Geiger counter. Uh, same thing. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't seem to be emitting any kind of radiation at all which is very strange because you feel like he should be yeah and uh, is he uh, awake or did he fall asleep he's awake he's uh he's awake and he's he's basically not feeling very well but yeah i'll ask like uh if he's feeling nauseous or like the standard stuff to keep him uh talking um yep so as you're as you're talking to him um you, you're in the kitchen with him. Uh, yep. So as you're as you're having a conversation with him, it is uh, right around uh, nineteen fifty, so seven fifty p.m. Um, you guys are outside, kind of checking the outside of the building. Uh, Nate, you were going to the atrium. Correct. Yep. What are you checking at the atrium? I just want to, you know, do some preliminary scannings with the Geiger counter. Nothing. You're not picking up any radiation at all. Okay. Um, what other equipment did they give us in the van? Personal dust decimeter, uh, first aid kit, uh, medicines for radiation poisoning, IV bags. Uh, can I go back to the van and grab the dust emitter? Yep. Um, JP. Uh, Dr. Takagawa says, okay, it's been more than 20 minutes. Let's go. Yeah, we uh, requested the help from the gate, but they're having some delays, so just stay put. Okay, can you go check on them, please? Yeah, sure. Just stay there. And do you need water or something? Are you thirsty? Um, no, no, thanks. I'm, okay, I'm just, just lay there and I'll go check for the uh, help. You step out of the kitchen, it is 17.52. Make me a sanity roll. All of you make me a sanity roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I fail. Uh, I roll 82. Ooh, I passed. I got a 34. All of a sudden, you guys are... Your brains are racked with pain. Kind of like what happened at 10 o'clock. Just about as intense. And you kind of drop to your knees, holding your head. Uh, Nate, you're able to shrug it off a little bit. You take one point of sanity damage. Uh, JP, you drop to the ground, uh, and as you're you're racked with pain, you take three uh, sanity. Uh, did you want to take lose that or project it? Or uh, I think I'll project it. Who are you? Who are you projecting it onto? Which bond? To my boy, uh, Stan. My twin <laughs> boy, son. Stan. Yeah, my son. Okay. 
Roll d6. Uh, I roll up three. All right, so he, drop two points off of him, and you lose um, you lose no sanity. Okay. You're able to project onto him, but uh, the pain is unbearable. And uh, Malakoff? Yeah, I'm projecting. Uh, I'll project onto my um, my CDC comms team. Okay, roll d6. D6. Make it high. Five. Okay, so lose three points off of your CDC bond, and then uh, you take no sanity loss either. Uh, so as as you drop to the ground, all of you are racked with pain just for a few seconds at 1,952. And JP, Mr. Brad Clark, as you're on the ground kind of gathering gathering your senses, you look up and right in the hallway, out of thin air, a woman appears, just phases into existence. Make me another, another sign in your world, JP. <laughs> uh, I fail 65. Are you going to project this? Yeah, to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kids. You're going to hate Who, who needs family? <laughs> uh, roll D6. Yeah, let's get rid of this. Pesky kids, uh, six. You got a six? Yep. So uh, three points off of your bond with your daughter, and uh, you only take three points of sanity. <laughs> only. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> a lot more. So uh, you see this woman just kind of phase into existence as she's grabbing her head. Everyone, you hear everyone in the building screaming. So clearly you're not the only ones feeling this. And then she disappears and then she stops and looks around and says, this is it. This is where we did it. Agents have arrived at the Olympian Holobeam Array under the guise of Department of Energy inspectors with the intent to discover a possible unnatural incursion within the facility. From the moment of their arrival, it became clear that something wasn't right at the facility. And what, what can you tell me about your employer, uh, Olympian Advanced? Oh, well, they, I know they've been very generous with this project. They got some brilliant minds, brilliant, just absolutely brilliant minds working on this. But so far it seems the scientists and engineers are not involved in any sort of conspiracy. Whatever the unnatural forces surrounding the array may be acting without the knowledge of the researchers. My eyes! Everything's going dark! Agents continue to investigate and uncover darker secrets. Until next time. Thank you.